Welcome to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, and I'm so glad to be back talking to you guys right here on Behind the Grind podcast. Listen, we're in the last month of the year, and um, I thought I'd get a couple of episodes in, a couple of pop-up episodes in, uh, before we get more on the routine and the rhythm going into 2023. We've got some things lined up for you to get your year going and getting your year on track. So we got some things that we've got planned out, laid out for you. And so in the upcoming months or so, or the upcoming year, we hope to share some exciting programming to motivate you, to keep you on track, uh, to keep you on your grind, to maintain your grind, whatever the case may be, we're here to share that with you. For many of you who are tuning in, maybe for the first time and trying to get an idea of what Behind the Grind is about, let me just let you know that Behind the Grind, we we go into several different areas from time to time and we kind of merge some things together. If you're tuning on this program, you'll probably hear us talking about sports from time to time, um, some athletic performance, things of that nature. You may hear us talking about business, entrepreneurship, or then you may even hear us talk about ministry or mission. So all of those things are kind of in some shape or form uh, uh, tackled in this program. And we use analogies, we use different things, we bring different guests on the program uh, to get you, to help you achieve your best, to perform at your best. And and we believe that there's so many things that we can pull from all worlds um, along with your drive and your motivation uh, to help you achieve the success that you're looking for. And so that's the main focus of Behind the Grind. Because, you know, if you're not aware now, you have to be about your grind. You've got to be about your grind nowadays. Now, you know, before it was an option, before it was something that you could think about. Uh, but as we move into 2023, as we move to a place of uh, things coming in together, it is the cream of the crop that is rising to the top. And that just is what it is. So if you're that individual that is the cream, it is the time for you to maybe lock in and make sure you're able to display to the world how good you are, right? Because the truth of the matter is, as things get tight, as uh, the economy gets tougher as things begin to 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 press you're going to have to put your best foot forth in all that you do right so if you're in sales like for example if you're in real estate right now you know with the interest rates going up you may have had opportunity to ride the wave when rates were low and get people into homes whatever the case may be but now if the interest rates go up they usually state that the best only the best in real estate begin to rise and all of the other the mediocre or or the less performers begin to remove themselves from the game. And that's beginning to happen in all areas. Uh, the, the, the weak at this point, let's just be real, those that are weak in an area are beginning to remove themselves from certain playing fields because the playing fields in all areas are beginning to level out a little bit. And those that are really uh, called, assigned, really are the person for that particular area are beginning to be there. So there's some things that we're going to have to deal with. First of all is acknowledging, do you belong in that space? And I know some of us wrestle with our own personal deals do we belong here do we have the confidence to 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 compete in a certain place and and i'm going to tell you here on behind the grind it's time to get past that either you got it or you don't listen you're not going to have time to wrestle if you're good enough you're you're going to have to get over that point and so one of the things that we're going to be talking about on this program is the power of confidence and the confidence that many of us can derive from and so today we're going to use a case study and we're going to look at an individual that has really 
demonstrated some things that I think a lot of us can pull from. We can learn from him. And I think it's going to be something, some things that we can pull from what we're seeing, he, what he's doing, and we can apply. I know a lot of people are talking about um, the coach Deion Sanders, and they're probably talking about some of the, the decisions that were just made recently. Uh, some of uh, maybe their opinion about him. All of those type of things are probably happening right now. And most of the time when you're hearing about the topic or discussion about Dion, that's probably what's going to happen. But what I want us to do today, I don't I don't want you to get caught up in, uh, in your feelings about maybe what you feel him to be arrogant or self uh, too self-confident or uh, his flash, his prime time, his decision not only to coach for. Uh, we're going to talk about those things, but I want us to learn some lessons because many of us, uh, quiet as kept, we sometimes go down these roads as well and we're put in positions and people question our decisions. And so when you begin to turn it around and begin to put yourself in those seats or in, in, in your world, right? You may not be the head coach of Jackson State football team, but you may be a, a person that is <laughs> the head choir uh, director, right? You may be uh, the person that is uh, the the the. Uh, you know, a manager of a certain franchise business, whatever you're doing, you are that thing and you've made a decision maybe to move on and or do something different or decide to go to another establishment or another organization or take your talents as LeBron James said years and years ago, you, you, you're in a position to possibly take your talents elsewhere. And so we don't maybe have you on that stage, but there's some decisions that were going through your mind at that time. And so we're going to kind of talk about that because we, we know that when you're in leadership, like many of us that are listening to this program, if you're in some shape of leadership, whether it's with your, your, your influence, whether it's leadership in your corporation, in your career, in your business, whether it's leadership in the school, whatever your uh, place that you exhibit leadership, there are going to be people that question your decisions, decisions that may impact your personal life, decisions that impact others' lives, but the decision also ultimately impacts your life. And so we want to kind of talk through this. And, and it's not to say if somebody's right or wrong, but just to really derive from this what it takes to be successful. And so today I just really wanted to stake, stake our, uh, put our stake in the ground there. But now, but before we do that, I want to really emphasize here on Behind the Grind the importance of, of, of looking at this and, and seeing what you can get out of it to make you better at what you do, right? Now is the time. I don't know what it is that you're working on. Now, as we go into 2023, and we'll be talking a lot about this in the upcoming year, but now as we roll into 2023, it, it, it's, it, it's the separation that is beginning to happen. It's going to be the separation that will happen in 2023, meaning the good, those that are really good at what they do will really rise to the top. And we've been talking about this before, but I think 2023 is really going to show and demonstrate those who have been faking it, those who have been coasting, those who have been trying to uh, ride somebody else's coattail. Now, the, the, the real is coming up to the forefront. Those that really can do it are coming to the forefront. And many of us, here's a secret though, many of us can do it, but it's going to be a matter of how you have uh, uh, your thoughts about yourself, your self-belief. These are the things that, that, that are going to ride your uh, success in 2023. It's what you believe in yourself through Christ. And that's the thing that we use a caveat a lot here on Behind the Grind through Christ. You know, uh, what's your belief of what you can accomplish by faith 
in Christ, right? What can you accomplish? And those are the things that we're going to have to learn how to dig into to achieve the things that we're going to achieve because, listen, no thing, nothing will be handed to you in the upcoming months, years uh, ahead of us, right? It's going to be those that distinguish themselves that are going to put themselves in position to be successful. And so we're going to talk about that. So let's get on the topic about Deion Sanders. Uh, many of you listening, you may have heard the stu- news. Uh, if you are aware of who Deion Sanders is, let me just give a quick overview for those of you who may have never heard of him. De- Deion Sanders is currently um, the head football coach of the University of Colorado, and he accepted that position over the past few days. Uh, he Prior to that, he was coaching, and he still kind of is. He will be coaching the Jackson State football team as they go into their final game of the season. He will be coaching his last game with Jackson State. Now, he joined the team, I believe, about two years ago. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe two, a little over two years ago. He, he, he came into this program at Jackson State and literally transformed the program, right? Meaning it began to get some excitement. It began to get some appeal. He began to make HBCU in sports sexy. Now, many people know about HBCUs, but for the most part, we've never seen HBCUs in sports being sexy, right? Beyond those who are in that orbit of uh, watching the HBC uh, games. I know when I've gone, I have family members that have gone to HBCUs. Myself, I did not attend the HBCU. But when we would go to the games, we were most excited about the halftime show. Let's just be real. We weren't excited about the football players playing on the field. Maybe we were, maybe we weren't. Yes, we wanted bragging. We wanted to hear uh, the team that you picked. You may have been excited that they won, but for the most part, no one really paid a whole bunch of attention uh, outside of that bubble about what those players did on the field. It was mostly about the other excitements, the homecoming, the dancing, uh, the bands, all of that other stuff, the, the, the cheering. Yes, the bragging rights, all of that was fun, but it really did not mount to the players on the field. Now, since uh, prime time Deion Sanders went to Jackson State, he has transformed that and made it appealing where they've even had this past year, they had game day, which is ESPN's college football, had them come to the Jackson, uh, Mississippi to do their, their programming. They've had a lot of excitement since he's been there. They've been able to recruit uh, some the top talent, one of the number one recruits in uh, the sport last year, they were able to recruit him. The, uh, Deion Sanders' son is a very phenomenal talent in and of, of himself. And uh, he's been just getting a lot of notoriety. He's doing a great job. All of this stuff is taking place, right? And so the question now is because he made the decision to go to a school where he was making roughly, I believe, about 300 thousand dollars a year don't quote me on it to a place where now he'll be making five million dollars a year there is a huge disconnect from that now we know as he stated it's not about the money but we are seeing that there is a difference and a significance on the levels right so he's going to a place where he's getting elevated getting a promotion as he's uh, stated there's going to be a promotion so he's going to get more money he's going to get more of this and i I took the time to to kind of watch uh, you know, the the as they took him and walked him through, his son is doing his son. One of his sons is doing a good job of capturing the moment. You know, he's just really taking in 
what his father is doing and what the program is doing and really getting it out on social media. So he's giving us an inside look, behind the scenes look at his dad. And, and as he's walking through uh, the Colorado uh, football facilities and looking at the state of the art um, things that they have. And it was really impressive. You know, we've been in the blocker rooms of Jackson State. We saw that it was an elevation that he did to, to bring up them to a certain standard, but it was leaps and bounds uh, different when he went into Colorado and the, the facilities were just off the charts, right? Just really nice. And just to think that Colorado is just one of many, many, many uh, universities and colleges out there that their facility, although it was nice, it probably isn't ranked as the top 25 facility out here in the world. I just want to kind of put that out there. There's so many more facilities that are just state-of-the-art, better, greater, whatever the case may be. So just to see Dion going into this world. Now, I want to talk about this because people were questioning his decision to go. Like he had uh, came into this program and he used the thing that most people are really hung in on is that he used the phrase that uh, God gave, it was a calling, right? God called him and, and he, he answered the call. He, he, he moved, the call was to go to Jackson State to transform the school, to transform HBCUs, to transform the, the conference, to do all of these things is what we derived from it or, or assumed what he meant when he said God called him to this. And he explained it and he did also lay out exactly what he wanted to accomplish, why he was there. He also never hid the fact, I think this is key. He never hid the fact that he had aspirations to move on. So he communicated that very well that he was at some point moving on. But because he was so passionate, because he used uh, so much of his passion, his drive, all of who he was into this program and spilled it out. There were times when he would sacrifice his pay. There was time when he would sacrifice certain things and he would pour in to this university. He did so much to the university that the people around him, the fan base, the city, the, the those around him begin to, 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 to believe that he was there as their savior per se to save them out of it. And he, he kind of projected that, right? That's the what he gave off, that he was there to save this university, to, to uplift this university, to take Take this university to a high level and he accomplished that in a short window of time but the the thing was many people if you talk to those who are fans those who have went to the school those who are from hbcus they would say that ah man we just wish he would have given us a little more time right if he would have just stuck around there's so much more that could happen and those who really are from jackson state is a huge blow because it, it just lifted up their spirit it gave them so much excitement of all that he's doing but then he had to make a decision to move on now the the repercussions of that right for the university does the university stop you know uh now people are probably making decisions do we do we go back and hire a huge personality or will we ever do that again uh, just to let them let us down or or, or is this just uh, the, the stepping stone? And so I think that's a decision. Let's talk about it from that perspective. I think this is a decision for the school to make. Do we just accept that Dion was the only person that could turn the school around or can we take this momentum that he brought and plug something else into this place and then build upon it, right? There's a, there's perspectives of how they can look at it. Either as Dion leaves, so goes the school, or we can take what he's given us 
be grateful for what he's given us per se and take that and build. That's what the school has to deal with. That's that. But that's really not what I wanted to talk about today. I really want to analyze Dion and the things that we can learn from him. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I know that there was three schools that he he had mentioned, meaning Deion Sanders, uh, or some shape or form had come out of his camp that he was interested in um, being the head coach of. And the three schools, uh, one of them being Colorado, but the other one was the University of Cincinnati and uh, University of Southern Florida and also Colorado. These three schools uh, have Three distinct things. They're all around the same, I guess, size type schools, right? However, all of them could bring something different to Dion. When he maybe I don't know if he had the opportunity to weigh his options between the schools, but they all had something different to bring to the table. If you thought about Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati, most if you look at the track record, most of the coaches that have gone to the University of Cincinnati, they have um, which is more of a winning type of program that they've had, a winning type of a tradition that they've had. Most of the coaches have used that school as a springboard into a powerhouse school, right? Uh, one of the coaches that I'm familiar with who used to coach at my little small Division II school, Brian Kelly, actually went that route. He actually coached the University of Cincinnati, and it opened up a door from the coach at Notre Dame, and now he's coaching uh, LSU. So that, that, that springboard is there for the University of Cincinnati. So if Dion was to go there, he was literally set up to be uh, set up to put him in position to to go to coach a next level power for house school right away without question because that's the track record if he was to go to the university of southern uh, i believe it's you uh university of southern florida i believe that's the school it would give him an opportunity which his ultimately glow that he's just described is to go back and, and to probably possibly coach florida state which is a school that he played for uh it would put him in a, a an environment that he would be able to recruit well because he's in Southern um, Florida. He would be able to recruit well. He would have no problems. There's other things that come along with it. The school is in, on the up and coming in football, right? They're, they're not quite there yet, but they're they're just one break away from getting there. He would be that missing piece if he could if he could help them. He could elevate them just over that threshold of being a known football type of school, it would also propel him, give him in the position in the spotlight to be that coach in the state of Florida that may be eligible if there ever became an opportunity for him to coach at his dream school, which would be back at the school that he played for, Florida State. So, you know, not saying, you know, this is just kind of just throwing it out. That's an option. So we had Cincinnati, Southern Florida. And then the last school has potential but it has a a, a a track record of losing and so when you weigh the three schools this school that he chooses uh, which is Colorado is the least likely school to choose for several reasons because they have had a losing record the coaches that have come there have not necessarily transformed the school uh, it just not has not have the, the the image of being a football type of school. But as he goes there, he puts himself in an environment that causes a challenge, right? He's challenged because he's got to turn this school around. This school has no history. It's not like Cincinnati that has had a record of winning. It's not a Southern Florida that is on the brink of winning, uh, having a winning program per se. They've been winning, but having a brink on the brink of just being a, a dominant force. 
But this school has not had that when it comes to football. So now he would be breaking. He will Now he's going to a school that's going to put him in a position where it's going to be a challenge. But it seems as though he's up for the challenge. I don't know if it's because he turned a school around and Jackson State, not only did he transform it in the SWAC, but he transformed it nationally to get attention to this school. That same energy, he may believe that he can plug in to a school like Colorado, uh, given the opportunity with the resources that they're able to, to provide to him. He's able to turn the school into a football successful winning school and that's was his beginning speech so you know they're putting a lot his son I'm just still mentioning how his son is involved in this process his son who's doing all of the video and the recording and putting things up on social media he, he's recording him in his first meeting with the football team there in Colorado and uh Dion is just being very clear and direct with him. And, you know, though we may not like what he's saying, it is still something that needs to be said in order to change the culture. And I think this is what we're learning. In order for him to change the culture, we have to do things different. He, 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 he gave a speech. Um, you know, if you look at the clickbait on many of the YouTube clippings, they're telling how Dion tells the football players to enter into the transfer portal he's he, he's basically telling them to get into the transfer portal because they're not going to make it if they can't make it on his team and he's got some other people coming he was he was challenging the, the guys in the room which rightfully so these are guys that he had never met before guys who he had no relationship with really all he knows is that they were not winning they were not winning prior to him coming is the reason why he's coming because of the guys or the people in the room the culture is not winning and so he is called to transform the environment and i want to pause there because a lot of people don't like this a lot of people don't think uh they don't like this they don't like the the mindset but then there's a group of people that are kind of watching because they kind of do like the mindset of what Dion is bringing it's similar similar even though we don't like what elon musk is doing with twitter is similar because Elon Musk is doing the same thing. He's challenging those who had been in an environment that has gotten comfortable. He's challenging them to either make a decision. It's interesting. Dion and Elon Musk are challenging those who they lead to make a decision. If you're going to be on this team, we're going to go hard. If you're going to be on this team, you got to prove it. If you're going to be on this team, you've got to prove that you belong on this team. And so this is sending signals in business and in sports that people that are going to survive going forward from organizations that have struggled so hard in the past are going to be pushed to the limit. And so this is going to start funneling in all different worlds, right? So get used to it. And it, it's going to come in the church, for those of you who don't know it. It's time to produce, right? It, it's time to produce. It's, I don't want to say it, but it is time to produce. It's no more time to sit around and let people say what they want to do, walk around with the, 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 the jersey, walk around with the association, walk around with the name recognition. All of these things 
require that someone puts forth an effort. And I know some of us don't like us. Those of you who are not leaders, you may not like what we're talking about. But understand that if even if you like it or you don't like it, you may want to become accustomed to it because this is now the wave of the future. And we're going to see a lot more copycats of the Elon Musk. We're going to see a lot more copycats of the Deion Sanders because we're in a mode right now that things have to produce and we need to weed out those that don't produce it just is what it is and so it's not something to get afraid those of you are listening it's not something to get afraid about it's not something to say uh tuck your tail and say wow this is just rough it's time to really analyze what can you do better right how can you get better how can i use this experience to improve my skill my niche or what i do how can i get better because uh the the the, the performance lever is now rising it happened in 2008 i remember um, when things began to crush and things began to happen it was the, the the survival of the fit right those that were really good in organizations were sticking around and those who were on the fence or just mediocre or they just didn't add value to or contribute to the overall success were many times cut in organizations and different things of that nature and we're going to see more of that coming forward so it's important now to to either get locked in that you're ready to compete to prepare yourself to do your best now all we can ask you to do is do your best now if you can't do beyond that that's fine but those that are going to be rewarded are those that are going to contribute and give a best effort going to push themselves now be careful in your pushing it's not about pushing yourself in in routines and activities that's not what we're talking about routines and activities yes they may help build your strength they may help build your conditioning they may help build your your success it's not the activities now those activities are still going to be a part of the process but it's really how to auto-correct, right? Or how to correct what's broken, how to fix, how to perfect what's off, how to make yourself better, how to get those around you who can cover you in your blind spots. That's where we're going in 2023. Beginning to surround yourself with people who can cover you in your blind spots or help you pay attention to something you need to get better in. That's what you're going to find as we move forward. And that's the things that we I want to put in your heart. It's It reminds me, now I got to give you some scriptures you know i don't i don't do these uh long drawn out things without talking about the bible there was an incident and we've talked about this before in this program there was a time in the bible where jesus uh spoke to the fig tree i don't know if many many, many of you remember but there was a time where jesus goes and he speaks to a fig tree he sees a tree he, he he's hungry right he's looking for something he's looking for fruit he's looking for fruit and he sees a fig tree with, which appears to have leaves on it right it appears to have everything that it needs and but when he goes to look at it and analyze it and to touch it and he goes beyond just what it looks and appears to be he realizes that there's no fruit and when he reaches that he finds that that there's nothing there there's nothing there and then he begins to say, he begins to curse the tree. So here's an instance where Jesus sees something that is designed or created to produce something, but it's not doing what it says it's supposed to do, but it looks the part. And so what I don't want many of us to do in our occupations, in our career, in our business, I don't want us to look the part, right? We can't just look the part. 
We can't just do activity, right? We can't just spend effort and energy in activity. Now it's time to bring something that is good, something that is worth uh, someone pulling from you, making yourself valuable. What Deion Sanders has Deion Sanders has taught us is that he has put himself in a position that he has made himself worth it, right? He's put himself in a position that he's made himself valuable. He's put himself in a position that as he's walking away from one school, that school is so in, indebted to him, so focused on what he's going to pull away from him because he put forth his best effort. Now, what I like about his personality is he's still going to find ways to bless the school. He's still looking at, he's, even though we don't cover that part, we just see the, the the part about him leaving and just leaving them high and dry. But the reality is he's he's still trying to do something for him, but he has put himself in such a position. His sons have put themselves, he's taught his sons to put themselves in such a position. And maybe some of those guys that he's recruited close to him, he's teaching them how to put yourself in such a good position that when you are, when you leave, not leaving because you're upset, not leaving because you're mad, but when you leave and you're elevated to the next level, you've put yourself in such a position that you've added value to that organization that you just left, that they're going to have to even raise the standard to replace you. It's, it's, it's it, Now the ball falls in the court of Jackson State. They can either cry about it, get upset about it, or they now have to demand that the next coach that wants this job must raise the standard, right? They're not to accept the pennies, not to accept the crumbs, but now ask for the best because you just had the best, right? That's another way of looking at it. So even if somebody walks away from from you right even if they were that good that's good that they were that good now it just requires that i won't settle for anything i've had the best i've touched the best now i'm moving and elevating my mindset all right i'm not going to go backwards right i'm going to move forward and to get better and that's a lesson from the organization from the institution from the college and i believe that they have the dna to do that right their 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 athletic director seems like he's that kind of guy that now he's not going to accept crumbs anybody that feels that position is just not going to be anybody, right? I think that's where they're going, and that's what we need. So, 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 for as leaders, I want you to look at this. What are you doing to make yourself in? What are you making yourself valuable to your organizations as ministers, as church leaders, as 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 uh, business owners, as career professionals, as school, uh, those that are in school or those that are performing on the field? You may even be a coach. What are you doing that you are producing and you're winning? Right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard uh, to 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 replace uh, somebody who 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 lifts the standards and wins. Right. When you are a winner, you listen, you it's hard to go and, and pick another loser. So what are you doing to raise the standard to winning? And so today I hope we can learn from Dion. Listen, there are going to be those of us that are in leadership positions from a leadership standpoint. I like what he's saying. You know, there's in the coaching business gives us a clear picture of that. And so we need to apply that in business world as a mindset. Right now, of course, we don't want companies just to fire us left and right. I get that. But as personal leaders, you should hold yourself to an accountability 
ability know that I have to produce. I've got to get this organization to produce. I've got to get them to win. If I don't win, if I don't hold them to a standard of winning, my job is on the line, right? It's the reality. It's where we are. That's where uh, we are in many facets of life. Yes, you may have been able to get by over the last several years as, as we've gone through different things, but as we go into 2023, the pressure is now coming on and it's looking for people who are going to produce and bring forth. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today here on Behind the Grind. We just want to talk uh, and, 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 and inject in you, uh, those of you who are already doing it, I commend you, keep uh, giving you high fives, uh, that you keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't let up. Don't pull back. Don't let up the gas. Keep going. And those of you who have been on the fence, should I give it my all? Should I hold back? Listen, even if you don't believe in the organization that you're working for today, you need to still give it. You need to still lay it on the line. Listen, you need to give it all because that follows you in all different areas that you go to. How you give your effort in this thing is how you're going to give your effort in the next thing, right? You've got to give it your best. Now, um, I, I don't want you to be confused. So if you've noticed, I've talked about it. It's not about activity. It's not about just doing stuff. It's not about just exerting energy, right? It's exerting, being effective in what you're doing, getting better. If you've exerted energy and you're not producing anything we need to stop and pull it to pull it to a halt until we're finding ways to get that thing better and to see improvement to see performance to see that thing go up to another level and so i'm gonna uh, really push you guys today to take your game to the next level push your game to the next level there's so many rewards that are attached to it it puts yourself in a position as we go into this environment where people are screaming about inflation they're screaming about recession they're screaming about all these things but if you get a foundation that you're going to give it your all and perfect and 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 be resilient that's the key word if you're learning how to uh, even if you fall, even if you fail, even if you fall down, you can get back up to perfect the thing in the way that it should be. I think that's going to be very critical as we move forward. So get that in your habit. Prepare yourself as we go forward. There's so many blessings tied to your ability uh, to produce something in this upcoming season. Well, that's all I have. That's all the time I have on this particular episode. Hopefully you got something out of it. Again, uh, shout outs to Deion Sanders, uh, to what he's done, the program, how he set his son up, uh, how he set his sons up, I should say, how he set his family up and the things that he's doing. And he's leaving Jackson State with an opportunity to raise the standard for the next one to follow. And so we, we commend him for that. We're, we hope that um, he has a winning season where the next place he goes. And for the new coach that comes in, that they that yes, they have big shoes to fill, but they will be willing to, to, to step into those shoes knowing that they belong there. And so those are things that we all have to look at. So, well, until the next time, it's your boy Sherrod, and this is Behind the Grind.